Alright, what's up everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Anton on One podcast for the ambitious and anxious young Filipino. My name is Anton Fausto. And to give you guys like a quick context or explain the thought process I had going into this episode. My my guest is a, is a friend of mine from high school. Um, and she has a kid. She's my age. She has a four-year-old, a beautiful, a beautiful four-year-old boy. And I've always been, honestly, I've always been curious about what that's like. Getting pregnant at that age, raising a kid on your own. Like, here I am doing this podcast about quarter-life crisis, trying to figure out my shit, my life. And then here's someone who has to figure out their life and another life at the same time. So I was pretty nervous about this. Um, it is a good, It's a touchy topic, especially here in the Philippines, but... Um, I feel like that feeling of being nervous is, was like a good sign that it's something worth talking about. Uh, so without further ado, my guest, Danny Marcos. What's up? Hi, Anton. Nice to see you here. today. Thank nice you to for having me. See you. Nice virtually <laughs> seeing you. Not see, nice seeing you not in a party or in a party-like beach. atmosphere, <laughs> beach or something. Yeah. Um, it's been so yeah, a while we, since we've done this. Oh, fun fact, paga. Fun fact. Um, last time you and I, last time you and I saw each other was Shargao, right? Like physically. Yes. So yeah, yeah. But before Shargao, that, I don't know. It was probably like yes. high school. <laughs> Did we not see each other at all in college? I don't in think so. Years? I mean, I you have to remember that I got pregnant like my third year in college. So I wasn't really going out much after that. Uh huh. But there was three years college anyway. Before we get into that, and I, I have a lot of questions about that, um, can you just like briefly for for the listeners, for the viewers, um, what is it that you do? Wait, I made a few. J- just an icebreaker. What is it that you do? Um, favorite color, and one thing that kept you sane during the pandemic. Okay, so I'm actually in real estate. I just joined a brokerage, so we do everything from selling, pre-selling units, um, lots, secondary market, meaning um, already pre-owned units. And then um, we also do leases. And then favorite color. My favorite color is pink. Mm -hmm. And what kept me sane during the pandemic was probably Luki. My kid, my four-year-old son. I would imagine it's one of the two. Your family either keeps you sane or insane. Like it's a... It's a blessing it's a to be with both. your family. Yeah. <laughs> it's a blessing to be with your family. But I feel like with all good things, um, my family listens to this podcast. So don't please don't take offense. With all good things, there has to be a balance. So like you can't have if you're just with your family only for all the yeah. days of every week, only, even if you no matter how much you love your family. I don't know. I feel like there's that sort of mm, I need to have like my own time space i have to see other people also it has to be that balance right? yeah it's actually funny that you mentioned that because the start of the pandemic up until maybe until i went to shergao which was okay no, no, no yeah until i went to shergao around september last year for uh-huh. maybe around like two whole years no one in my family like left the house like hardly ever like we just leave to go to the grocery so we were with each other 24/7 just could you, us could you could you describe what is the what is the situation in your living space like with me right now it's two parents two older brothers and some house help in your in your household who who are the who are our characters here 
So we have my mom, my dad, my sister, Lukey, my kid, and me. And then we have our household help. Okay. Wow. How was that though? Two years? Did you did you yeah. reach a breaking point? Was there a moment you're like, fuck this shit? Like I can't. Oh hell yeah. <laughs> Things got really oh, okay. And the thing is like the pandemic was really hard for me. I'm not sure if you're familiar with like spiritual awakening, but then no, I feel like enlighten me. <laughs> so it's basically like um when you come to terms with who you are, like you awaken to uh-huh. who you are as a person and it it's kind of like this whole like healing uh, process of you understanding who you are, what you don't like about yourself, what you do like, like how can you work on it? So during the pandemic, that's really when I went through all of this. And um, what was I going to say? Wait, uh, this spiritual <laughs> awakening, this spiritual awakening, like how is this? Like, do you, do you take a course? Like, is there a, do you have like a guide? How can you just do this on your own? Yeah, yeah, you can do it on your own. Um, I think what got me into this journey was there's an Instagram account. It's a psychologist, and she's called. Wait, actually, is it holistic psychologist? Yes, the holistic psychologist. I follow that. Yeah, so I just kept reading up about things like that, and then it really made me understand my past and the experiences that have shaped me. So. Yeah, I learned about myself. I learned about what I didn't like. I learned about what I wanted to improve on. And I think that that's actually one of the hardest and most painful things that you can do as a human because mm-hmm. you have to look in the mirror and really, you know, like pick yourself apart and you have to be your worst critic. Yeah. So, How yeah. This... So I did that. Uh-huh. How... Could, yeah, could... I, I'm, I'm curious about this because I... I feel like everybody kind of went through their own spiritual awakening, like trying to know, trying to figure out and discover who they are in the pandemic in different ways. I think mine was yeah. I was dealing with a pandemic and a breakup most of the pandemic. So it was it was kind of centered on that. I, I think I made some here to you about this. Um, yeah, so it, it was focused on that. It's like it was mainly about a breakup. So for normal breakup stuff, normal breakup, I meant breakup processes and like Mm-hmm. The, you know, thought processes and things you go through in a pandemic. But when it comes to this spiritual awakening, like what what did you specifically do? I'm sure is there journaling in there, meditating? Like, what are the parang concrete basic stuff that you did in that journey? Well, yeah, journaling. Uh-huh. Yeah, so I journaled. I literally wrote um my worst traits as a person. And I decided if those were things that I wanted to change or uh-huh. if those were things that made me who I was. And, you know, I thought about it. Like, am I happy with who I am today? Was I happy with who I was before? Like, who do I want to become? So, yeah, concrete examples of, like, what I did would be mostly, like, journaling, talking mm-hmm. about it, and reading. Would you say you're happy with who you are now? Yes. And it took a lot of work. <laughs> yeah. I can imagine. When you say you're happy with yourself, like this is another, I, I like to overthink. Actually, no, I don't like to overthink. It just happens. Um, when, when it comes to, to, to like that journey of like loving yourself, discovering yourself, and then you reach that point when you're like, I'm happy with myself. My worry, my fear with that, sorry, this, this suddenly became like a psychologist 
therapy session. Um, Fine. My... I'm a psych major. Oh, okay. That yeah. makes sense. Um, my <laughs> worry there is when I reach that point where I'm like, I'm happy with myself. I'm worried mm-hmm. that that kind of stops the process because it's like you're like humans. Like we're always evolving. We're always changing, supposedly always improving, getting better. I get worried that if I reach that point where I'm like, you know what, Anton, they're a great guy. Like I worry that it's going to stop there. And the, the goal naman is to keep on like evolving, diba. But like, that's the thing about healing. Like there's no end. Like it's uh-huh. a journey and it just keeps going because you know, as humans, we make mistakes and sometimes we go back to old patterns. And I think that's okay. Like, it's part of it. Like, you just have to forgive yourself and understand that it's all part of the journey and that you'll eventually get to where you need to be. And that's not, that doesn't mean that it's an end goal, but that it's a place of contentment for the meanwhile. There you go, for the mean. Yeah, you know, while you were talking, when I was, while I was saying my thought, I... Just a realization. I think that that being happiness thing, it's like just because you're happy with yourself doesn't mean you stop improving. Like you can be happy every step of the way, every day of the way. Okay. Yeah. Let me let me let me um <laughs> let me now go to the stuff I the, the shit I really want to ask. Um if we can go back in time, let's go a couple of years back. Uh if we can revisit that experience when you got pregnant, the the beginning, the initial stuff. The first thing I want to know is who was the first person you who's the first person you talked to about this? Um so funny story, my best friend, who you might know, Bettina Dizon. Mm-hmm. Um, I was in Taft and I think I was like one day late for my period, like just one day. Okay. And I went up to her during like a lunch break and I was like, Bets, I, I'm late for my period. And she like grabs my arm and she's like, We're gonna go buy a pregnancy test right now. Uh-huh. And then she was, she comes with me to Watson's and Taft. And then we bought a pregnancy test. And she was like, you're not leaving or like, I'm not leaving your side until you take that test. And I was like, and, you know, at this point, like I've read up about pregnancies and whatnot. So, or like taking a test. And I read that the most accurate time would be to take it like your first pee of the morning. So I was like, I can't take it now. Like, I want to get, like, an accurate result. Uh-huh. So I'll just take it in the morning. And then um, she was like, okay, fine. So I took a test home. And later that night, it was around 2 a.m. And sorry, I'm, like, going on. <laughs> you just no, asked no, 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 question, no, 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 no. This story. is the point of why I guested you. It's for you to talk and, and share your story. <laughs> so um, at around 2 a.m., I couldn't wait anymore. Like, I was getting so anxious. Like, uh-huh. I just had to know. So I took a test and then it turned out to be positive. I can't remember who exactly the first person that I told that it was positive. Obviously, uh, my baby daddy. And then I think one of my best friends. Uh And then my sister. I woke her up. She was asleep. And super funny story because we were fighting. Like we didn't talk for maybe like nine months so Before I went that? inside. Yeah. Wow, yeah. nine months. What are the chances that <laughs> nine months and now you begin another nine month journey? Okay, right. please continue. So I went inside her room. I woke her up and I was like, "Ads, I'm pregnant." And then she was half asleep, right? And she just laughs at me and she goes, "You're so fertile." And then she like pats her bed and she was like, "Come here, baby." And then 
I laid down and then she just started stroking my hair. Mm-hmm. And then after that, I was like, fuck this shit. Like, you know, like, I need someone to talk to. Like, I don't need someone that's asleep, Comfort right? So I was like, fuck this shit. Left her room, went to my room. And then after a few minutes, she came in and she was like, wow, are you really pregnant? Like, I thought I was dreaming. And I was like, yes, I'm really pregnant. And then she just laughed and then she left. So she was the first person that I actually had a conversation about. Uh-huh. Rewind pa that because before you talk to someone, I'm sure you have a conversation in your head. Do you remember, this is not, not necessarily like what you were thinking, but like what are the emotions? Like how, how is that just in your head when you saw the result? And when you're, I'm sure you're thinking like, what's going to happen? What are my plans? There's a life now in me. Um, honestly, I feel like from that day onwards, I was pretty much like numb. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know if that's the right way to put it, but I didn't know how I should feel. Like it was, I was so young. I was like, I think I was the first one in our batch at the time. Yeah. And How old are you again? How old are we? I was 20. 20. Okay. This was in yeah. 2016. 2016. Okay. So I, did, I really, I didn't know how to feel. I mean, obviously I was like thinking about like, um, how am I going to tell my family? Mm-hmm. Like, how am I supposed to raise a kid? Like, I'm still in college. So I had all of those thoughts. I mean, it was obviously, like, at that point, I was like, um, I'm going to have this baby, like, for sure. But then... You, you never doubt. You never had a second guess of um, proceeding and, and, and having the child. No. How are the next few, like, months? Like, did it change anything with, like, how you were setting your goals about how you saw your your future i mean i don't know if if having a kid pretty young was that in the was that in your plan before pa no so um funny i didn't even know if i wanted kids mm-hmm. prior to me getting pregnant um but you know it turned out to be one of the best blessings of my life and as hard as it is i really think that having lucas gave me a bigger purpose in life because prior to having a kid i was very um free-spirited and adventurous and it was like to the point and this is like not meant to be morbid but at that time i felt like i had lived a good life so whatever god had planned next for me like it was okay like it was okay because i i lived a good life um, but having Lucas really gave my life more purpose in the sense that I never want him to have to grow up without a mom. So it really forced me to change habits and even behaviors that I didn't like within myself mm-hmm. so that I could give him the best upbringing that he deserves. Yeah. But going back to your question, <laughs> I forgot. What was it? Did, did it change? Um, like, did, did oh, yeah, anything yeah. change with Parang? goals in life or future yeah. plans so, um when i was in college i took psychology because i wanted to take law maybe mm-hmm. i mean like at that point it was a thought um but when i found out i was pregnant i just wanted to graduate and start working right away because i didn't want to have to depend on my parents to support my kid so 
as soon as I, well, even before I graduated, I was doing internships. But as soon as I graduated, I just started working right away. Mm-hmm. Did you stop school at all? No. <laughs> so how how did you, how is that? How was going to school and I, I don't, were you still going to school by the time you were like eight months in? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Um. Well, I wore a lot of like baggy clothes, uh-huh. like a, like loose Hoodies, shirts yeah. or like, yeah, jackets. Um, I'm sure like people noticed. Yeah. I'm not sure like if people that didn't know me yeah. or like that didn't know about it Probably noticed. Like no fat. one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean like no one like came up to me and was like, hey, like I heard you're pregnant or uh-huh. I mean no one that I didn't months. know. Yeah. Okay. I mean I knew that everyone knew. Yeah. Like suddenly people that I wasn't so close to started talking to me and like okay. making me musta. Oh, Which nice. I honestly found like really no, it's just kind of no, annoying. Oh, no, that's like... not nice. Oh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> was I? I don't know what I mean, if I was one of them. Baka parang di naman, because this is the first time I'm. No, you're at the Neo, right? Yeah, yeah. No, so like people in TAF, like people that okay. would see me in school, like they, like suddenly, like you know, like we never really had conversations, and then when the word started getting around that I was pregnant, like people would come up to me and be like, "Hey, like Danny, how are you?" And it was and just like so. I didn't because it was like, why are you suddenly trying to talk to me now? Like, just because you heard something about me, right? I mean, I'm sure that they meant well and it was nice. But at the same time, it was kind of like, mind your own business. Uh, And that's why, like, I think maybe my second term into my pregnancy, I would just take, like, full days of classes, no breaks, go to school, then go home. Like, I didn't Mm want to see anyone. Uh Uh-huh. When it, when in a situation like that, no, um, you're you're a student and, uh, you're pregnant. What do you think is like? How I'm sure there are people who, sorry, I'm not sure. I'm guessing that there are people. You know, the people who don't really know you, don't really talk to you, but then they started talking to you. Probably that was their way of like reaching out. What would be like in your opinion? Now, what would be like a nice way? Would it to sort of support someone in your situation in that, in in a setting like that? Is it to just Leave them alone. Let them mind minding their own business. I mean, I think like if you go straight to the point, it's okay. I mean, like if it's if it's like public knowledge, you know, like the person acknowledges it already. Uh-huh. I think you can just go up to them and be like, "Hey, congrats!" Instead of like trying to make kamusta uh, and, and like pretending like you care about the person. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, ooh pretending like you care about okay. Well, now, now that we're in it with the social with the social stigma, um, how was it dealing with that? Like, you know, you said that I'm sure. Parang you said that I know that everyone knew. Parang that's a that's something that you kind of carry at the back of your head. Eh? It's not really like a, I don't know. Parang I don't think no one there was like a big announcement, and you're like, "Yo, guys, I'm pregnant." Gonna I actually paper. did. Oh, you you had one. Well, this was like the era of um. Ask FM. And so I was getting a lot of questions. Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah. Ask FM. And so there was like one question. Sorry. <laughs> there, yeah. And at some point, like I got annoyed at the questions and I just decided to answer it. I was like, uh-huh. yeah, I'm pregnant. Uh-huh. And I got a lot of bashers also. Ooh. Like a lot of haters. Fuck Ask FM, by the way, like, man. People it's trying the easiest... to like twist my words. It's the easiest cyberbullying thing, uh, this Ask FM thing. Okay. And how. Can we can we can we dive into that? How did you deal with it? I mean, that must be really really tough. Like just having, 
having people like talk about you or stuff online and doing all of that while carrying life in you. How, how did you deal with that? How did you get over it? Um, I eventually deleted my Ask FM. Okay. Not for that reason, but uh-huh. I heard that like some of my titas were starting to like read through my Ask FM. So I was like, okay, Ooh. nope. <laughs> okay, yeah. Once yeah. the titas get uh, involved, it's just, yeah, stay out of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I was like, nope. <laughs> so I deactivated my Ask FM and then, um, well, I think I had a really good support system at the time. Mm-hmm. And, but it was really funny because there were like a lot of rumors going around about me. And one of them, I, this one was the funniest. It was there like, my best friend messaged me and she was like, I heard you're leaving for Spain. Why didn't you invite me to your despedida? Like you're having a despedida down on Saturday. Like, why didn't you invite me? And I was like, oh, wow, I'm having a despedida. I'm moving to Spain. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> so they, they made up a story and they made up even a, a date like that there's going to be a, on that specific Saturday. Wow. Do you, do you remember any other? Do you remember any other rumors or stuff you heard that, that actually like stood out? Because it's there are, but I prefer not to mention. Okay, I respect that. I respect that. That's cool. That's cool. Along with that, because like if you in the Philippines, like if you get pregnant, I think uh an expect expectation is you get married. How did you deal with that one? Well, from the start. Well, I mean, like this is just my mindset, but I never want to marry someone if it's not because I love them. Uh-huh. Because I feel like marrying someone just because we have a kid together you know it could go both ways it could go really great or it could go horribly wrong and mm-hmm. the kid can be forced into a family situation where you know they get unresolved trauma for years or they just see like their parents fighting and unhappy and i feel like that's not a good um environment to raise a kid like they need to have a good idea of what love is and what family should be like i'll speak for myself like if i were put in the situation i would introduce whoever i'm dating as a friend uh-huh. because you know i mean it's not it's also not nice to for the kid to grow up and then he sees you dating like so many people right yeah so i would really only introduce someone if it's like really serious I, if it's really serious or if there's like a reason and, you know, I consulted um, a, a psychologist about it also. Like, um, if me or my baby daddy started seeing other people, like, how should we go about it? Uh-huh. And she said, for me, it would be okay for Lucas to meet my significant others because um, we, Luki and I have already established a relationship. So, yeah. Between you two. So, like, Yeah. Okay. Between me and Luki. So it's more normal for him to see that parang, yeah, like, you know, you date people, but then um, not everyone you date is going to be the person that you spend okay. the rest of your life with. Because yeah. I think that's also part of, um, yeah, like, a healthy look at love. Yeah. You don't think- marry, like, the first person that you fall in love with. Sorry. Yes. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I agree with that. But with so so, have you talked to him about these concepts at the tender age of four? Um. No, I feel like uh, I'll start talking to him about it when he starts asking questions. Mm, okay. 
You just or, kind of, that's what you exude. That's the vibe. That's the life you live. And then, parang sana that's what he picks up and like just sees from example. Parang ganon. I mean, it's also, I guess you know, there's like that sweet spot with COVID. Um, because when I go out, I when I get home, I isolate. So, mm. Luki doesn't see me like go out and then come home or like you know he doesn't experience those things. Yeah. So. I guess he doesn't really have much questions. Like as far as he knows, it's yeah, mommy and daddy are friends, or yeah. I don't know what he thinks. But I mean, like I've told him, like mommy and daddy are just friends. <laughs> but <laughs> I, I don't know if he like understands it or if he even cares. But okay, well I would say good luck in the future because <laughs> when I when I I kids ask a lot of questions. I know I know I knew that when I was growing up. I kept asking a lot of questions, so I can just imagine what it'd be like if you're on the other side of those questions. In in terms of a career, uh, first I want to ask your your mom. What is her what is her career like right now? Was she a stay at home mom? Um, no, so my mom's always been working. Oh, okay. Ever since like before I was born, um, yeah, she's in marketing, so she's VP in market, uh, VP of marketing and sales, I think. Oh, okay, okay. Because I, I was thinking how I grew up. Because you, you, it's it's hard to to compare yourself with other people. Parang how you live your life, I think, is always sort of like a reflection of how your parents did theirs. And my mom was uh worked in finance, and then when my second brother was born, she became a stay at home mom, full time homemaker, ganon. So I wouldn't, I don't know, I don't know. Like let's say I do get married and have kids in the future, I don't know if I'm gonna expect my wife to be career woman who goes out to work or if she's going to be like a stay-at-home mom and you know really spend time with the kids but yeah in your have you have you thought about it like are you are you you're sure you're going to stick on this path that you're going to keep working um i think so because hmm. (laughs) being at home all the time yeah one it gets boring and obviously like your kids are gonna go to school like by the time this pandemic's over like my kids Uh gonna be in school Uh during the hours that so nina you remember nina right yeah Yeah, gomez she's gonna start tutoring him oh she's gonna tutor him in maybe like two weeks a week or two yeah Uh so we did like online school just from oh from uh, yeah yeah Yeah. fun fact i named my dog after that character my my dog's name's jess i got a dog last year yeah but wow good huh our batches are the ones gonna be teaching our kids i think i'm gonna be working also with the economy right now like i don't know how you can afford to be a one salary paycheck i mean a one one yeah one paycheck household but also i feel like in my line of work my Hours are very flexible, and for the most part, oh. it is manageable to work from home. Ah, okay, there. So you don't always have to be out, man. Like you still get to balance having that time for work. Yeah, yeah. Time. I mean, go- at least what I experienced prior to the pandemic. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Like I still managed. <laughs> how How do you make that distinction, though? Um, we were talking about this, you know, the, the time as a career woman, time for your career, time to work, earn money, and then time to spend with your kid. How about when it comes to time with yourself and um, time with the kid? Like, 
I think it's important to always have that that time for yourself. We were talking about the balance. Like you can't if you're just with the same people the, all the time, diba? It's gonna get to your head. How do you do that distinction of like giving yourself time and also prioritizing your kid? Uh, I think that's the hard part because like you know there are days when uh, I'm so tired that like I don't even have like the time or the energy to like brush my teeth. Uh-huh. Like before going to bed, because so when Luki sleeps with me, well, prior to the pandemic, he would sleep um in the same room as me, and I would try to put him to bed. Sometimes it would take long, like two to three hours, like at midnight, like he's still up. And like putting him to sleep for two hours. Yeah, because sometimes he's like um overstimulated, so he still mm-hmm. has so much energy. So, you know, like by the time I get him to sleep. I'd be so tired already. Uh-huh. And then like, I know that I still have like work stuff to do. So, you know, it would be like a hard balance. Um, mm-hmm. But then I think during the pandemic, it really helped that we had a lot of time together. So we were able to adjust his sleeping schedule. So yeah. it's a lot better now. It's also a lot easier to put him down. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I mean, my parents help a lot. Like they give me a lot of time and freedom to... Oh, yeah. Do me things. Yeah, you went to Shirgawa a lot last year. <laughs> How was that though? How can, can you explain? I mean, did you have a conversation like, "Hey, mommy's gonna go away for a while. She's gonna get lit." How how did that <laughs> how did that go? Well, so the original plan was for him to come with me because Ooh. at the time, um, I couldn't find prior to. Nina being his teacher, mm-hmm. um, we did like online classes. And for a kid that's never experienced like face-to-face classes, it was so hard for him to adjust to online classes. So that didn't go well. Um, we moved to homeschooling, uh-huh. meaning like I had to like physically teach him. And when we started doing that, I got so overwhelmed because I didn't have time for work. And yeah. um, every time I would try to teach him something, you know, like at the start, it was really fun. Like it was a good experience for both of us. But when it got to the more technical stuff, like math or reading, writing, oh, yeah. that's when it got hard. Like he Did didn't to want to learn it. stuff. I mean, I know yes. it's like basic stuff, but I and we're supposedly. I can't. I don't know. I don't. I don't know half of the stuff I learned in at least half the the stuff I learned in school. So even if it's like basic nursery stuff, like did you have to relearn things? Like the meaning of a yeah, sub- I mean, there was like something because we did like um Montessori homeschool, uh-huh. so there was like the desk, and I didn't come from like a Montessori background. Yeah. You know, I went to a traditional school like since I was in pre uh, prep were, or kinder. Were kinder. You just, were you AC all the way? Yeah, since like kinder one. Yeah, Is kinder AC one kinder. kinder? Two, I mean, AC yeah. has, Oh, so you were really just AC and then Taft. CSB yeah. or LaSalle? Uh, LaSalle. LaSalle, okay. Um, so yeah, I didn't have like a Montessori background. And when they learn math, they use like decimal system, like beads. Okay. So I had to learn that. It's not even oh, yeah. really learning, but I had to learn you that. You had to learn a new then, thing. Yeah. Um, so that was really, it was really overwhelming. And at some point uh i kind of just gave up because 
you know, I didn't want Luca like because it would come to a point where we would kind of like get the fight, like me and Lucas, because like he didn't want to learn it, and mm. then I would get annoyed because he didn't want to learn it. Yeah. So I didn't want him to have a bad stigma towards school. Like learning. I wanted okay. him to enjoy learning. Um, which is why, yeah, so going back to it, um, the plan was for him to come to Shergao with me because I found a preschool teacher there and she could do like because the schools in Shergao were open. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The schools in Shergao, yeah. Were, so yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> so uh she agreed to like come over and they could do like one-on-one tutoring. Because I wasn't really like ready for Lucas to be in school because mm-hmm. you know like so much exposure and there are no good um hospitals in Shergao. Mm-hmm. So at the time he was supposed to come with me and my parents were like why don't you just go by yourself first like Check it you out. know like if you need a break then like go oh. um and then yeah so i that's what i did and then when i got back to manila nina finally had time to tutor so and then a death happened so it's kind of like were you planning to go back I think after my last trip, which was when I saw you, uh-huh. I was kind of like, I feel like I got what I needed. Oh yeah, because I some man that was a, you. How long were you there? You were one of the I people that made me feel for... like my five nights was super bitten. <laughs> it was, was it not? Yeah, it was. It was. It was. Fair, <laughs> I know, but you know, I also got what I. I also got what I was going for in a month. I wasn't planning to go there, and you know have my kid go to school there no matter anything. I was really just there for five days and then she got a party and then I just wanted to leave. Sorry, you were saying. Yeah, well, I think um, it goes back to what I was saying earlier, how 20, 2020 was really the year that broke me. 2021 was my year of healing. And I feel like this year is more of Ooh. living with intention. Oh, okay, okay. All right, sorry. I was expecting like this year I'm gonna be like a phoenix, I'm gonna rise from the ashes. I was right. That's the thing with pain, no? Like the the most like the biggest changes, the most beautiful stuff always always have to happen after something really really painful. After like feeling destroyed and really broken or something, like it has to go through that, no? Oh God. <laughs> well, no, yeah. From this isn't just break up the mind. Like I would say. I was even <laughs> discovering myself like in the pandemic. Like the pandemic, no matter how happy of a relationship you're in, I like to say my parents are like my model relationship. Though they still that was a really tough. This was a re- this is this is we're not even done. This is really a tough, um, really tough experience. Um, I want to ask now. You said a while ago that you weren't really thinking of having kids. The change in the 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 psyche of a lot of people where it's sort of become a norm now at least i've gotten to meet a, lot, a bunch of people who come from the same background traditional school traditional family siblings now it's normal to be like oh i don't want to have kids like it's my option not to have kids um so in your eyes like having jumped to the other side like you're also about like oh i didn't really want to have kids and then you got a kid and you're like best thing yeah. that happened to me um, would you say that this is something you think everybody should go through having a kid? Like it's no. re- it's gonna be good for them. I think it's really the personal choice. I mean, as much as I love Lucas and as much as he's my whole life, mm-hmm. like if I'm gonna be realistic about it, do I want another kid? No, 
But oh, really? But 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 I feel like just because I don't want another kid doesn't mean I'm not gonna have one. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I wanna like I wanna have kids because I want Lucas to have uh, um people to grow up with. That's how I feel with but, sorry, I feel like that with my dog, but it's not not really <laughs> the same. I want cause she's alone. I like her to have no, I mean, like, I think it goes hand in hand. Uh-huh, like, uh-huh. creatures are just uh, naturally, Social, yeah. yeah. Like, we need uh, other people to, you know, entertain us or keep us happy. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think it, I mean, I came from a big family, like extended family. Like, my mom has uh, nine siblings, so we're like thirty first cousins, and. Damn. We're Nine? a very fertile family. Yeah. Yes, you're you are. Oh no. Okay. You yeah. never thought so, of having that. Wait, you only have one sister though. No, I have two sisters, but the other one lives in the States. So Okay. Two older sisters. Yeah, I'm the youngest. Okay. So I've always uh the times that I did want a kid, I wanted eight. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But I mean like so I do, I do want a big family. Like I know that that's in me, but after experiencing being a mom to one, like one is already a lot. Like oh yeah, you know that saying like it takes a village to raise a kid. Yes, so as much as yeah, it really does. So if I'm gonna be realistic about it, one, I think that whoever I have a kid with, preferably my husband. Uh-huh. <laughs> Preferably my husband. Um, I hope he's like a really good partner, and well, that I, I'm pretty sure. I don't think you you're gonna pick a partner that you think isn't gonna be a good partner. No, but I mean, sometimes you don't know until it's oh, they can there. turn out like, like an asshole happens. ten years after. I'm gonna... No, I'm not saying like an asshole. Like I mean, um, someone that shares the same family values as you. Oh, okay. like someone that wants to be because you know like it's so easy to get um distracted by all the things that happen in life like whether that's work or your friends Mm -hmm. so i just hope that he's as present as i can be someone that brings out the best in me because i feel Mm -hmm. like i'm that type of person like i need we i need to for us to be on the same page for the best version of me to come out and i want to be the best for my kid right but then I don't think I can be if I'm the only one putting in the work. Does that make sense? Yeah. Is this something though? Is this something that that's in the like in your goals? Like, um, in my, oh, my our journeys are different, but in my one and a half years, this is the longest I have been single. By the way, since you and I met in like first year <laughs> high school, this um, is also the longest I've been single since you and I met. Oh wait, what's your I know what's your anniversary with yourself? Mine's like mine's September twenty twenty. Uh, Mine's October. Oh, yeah. Mine's October 2019. Oh, okay. Congrats. Um, it's been a while. So I, I think like people in 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 my our situation, like we were so used to there being an other person. Um, I had to slowly accept that you know what life is okay, totally okay on my own. <laughs> like I think the only time it's gonna be right to get into a relationship is when I've kind of accepted that if I live the rest of my life by myself it's still a good life. Like, I don't need another person to complete me. So, I'm not sure if we're the same track there that it's, that's how you're, are, is that how you're going with when it, when it comes to like, 
being with yourself, no romantic yeah. part. You need to be okay think, with just yourself. Yeah, I think really um the last few years, that's one of my biggest takeaways. Like I'm completely happy with myself and I don't need to be in a relationship to be happy. And I think that's also, I mean, like it's actually a really great thing because when you're at that stage of your life, you realize that, I mean, you're more selective. Like you're yeah. not just gonna date just anyone because you know not what you want, you don't know what yeah. you don't want, and you know, like, parang you're not just gonna accept anyone's attention, like anyone that gives you attention. Like you wanna, yeah, like only accept um like you the higher, people that compliment you. Yeah, yeah. But, 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 but I wouldn't say higher. You wouldn't say standards. higher standards. I mean. Oh, okay. Yeah, maybe. Oh, sorry. No, yeah, I mean, my terminology. Mm-hmm. Wait, what? What? What's a better way? What would be a better way? A more accurate um, term. I think you're just. I mean, yeah, you could say higher standards, but like the way I see it, you're just um more selective who you want to share your time with. Ah, yeah. Wait, sorry. Yeah, because higher standards means it's like you're going higher and like oh, because you're not good enough for me. That's why it's not. It's not about you being. Like it's not point system that it's like oh you have to reach eighty five points out of a hundred to be yeah yeah, or yeah it's more of like oh I want the it's like picking between colors ah oh, shit is that the best analogy <laughs> the best I can have right now it's like oh doesn't mean one color is better than the other but you're like no I only like these colors so it's not necessarily higher but it's just you're more selective guy yeah yeah wait anyway so yeah, with that you I say, think that's exactly it yeah right. what analogy no, no no because because like you know like people aren't like I don't believe that um, when like a relationship doesn't work out, I don't believe it's because you weren't good enough for that person or they weren't good enough for you. I just believe that um, at the time you guys were of two different puzzles and the pieces just didn't fit. Uh-huh. Like you have to find someone that match ma- that matches you or complements you. Yeah, yeah. But I, with with that, let me follow with your puzzle analogy. So. That, like I said, parang the idea of oh you have to there's someone that's gonna fit with you. Parang it relies on on other person. Eh. But in that whole you know track of being all um ah, I'm, I'm my own person, I don't need another person. Is it still in your um like life plan? Like do you still wanna marry someone? Do you still wanna end up with a romantic partner? Or have you been? Are you fully like it's okay me and Luki till the end, baby? I think a little bit of both, like. I obviously like I still want to get married mostly because like I want the wedding <laughs> like I've planned my wedding oh, ever since I was I'm, I'm one of those girls like I've planned my okay. wedding like ever since I was in high school okay so I want to get married I mean I want to have a wedding marriage I don't know mm. I have commitment issues <laughs> I have commitment okay. issues so okay. the guy has to be like really fucking special for me to yeah. tie my can you imagine like your whole life down to one person? Like, yeah, like, I, yeah, it's crazy. One of one of my one of the things I just I thought about this like before I got on this call because I turn on my aircon every time I have a podcast because I don't know the vibe of it is like oh work time aircon, but it's like the temperature. If you enter the room, you wouldn't really feel like there's aircon. But that's me. Eh? That's my weirdness. Yeah, but. Like the people I've dated and other people, even people I haven't dated, normally like the aircon to be like colder, like seven. Yeah. I'm usually like I'm at a five. But if you get married to someone, you're going to have to. 
adjust. Someone's gonna have to adjust to your aircon every single night. Or even if you don't, I don't always have aircon, but what if I marry someone with aircon? Or what if we don't like watching yeah. the same Netflix show? And you have to share a bed and a banyo? Damn, okay, yeah. So <laughs> I, 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 I'm, I think I'm with you with that. It's a little bit of both. I kind of want to end up with someone but at the same time. It's like, shit, hassle if I have to yeah, no, like, end up with someone. I think like, it came to a point where I just had to accept. I was like, I would be okay or I would be even happy even if it was just me and Luki. And that's because like, yeah. he fills my life so much. Okay. Like, I hardly have time for myself. So, mm-hmm. you know, like, it's hard for me to even find time for a relationship. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, you're, 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 very, you're a very, very busy person. Is there something different you wish happened? Like, is there something you wish that Danny knew at that time? Or parang, nope, you, sh- you know exactly what you should know and you are exa- you're going to go through the path you were meant to go to exactly be where I am today. Did that make sense? Yeah, I feel like um, the way that I see life is kind of the same way that I dealt with my pregnancy. Like, when I found out I was pregnant, I didn't read up about, like, delivering or you know like things like that because Uh for me it was just it was something that I had to go through no matter what so I don't want to like overcite myself with the you know like with what I'm gonna have to deal with so I feel like it's the same um with that picture like I wouldn't tell myself anything because I'd prefer to learn through my own experience Wait, your was your birth like a natural? Like how was it in the? Yeah, the it was birth? a normal, oh, normal hospital birth. anesthesia. Yeah, epidural. Epidural is your best friend. What's the? Okay, wait. Okay, please talk to I'm me. I'm not gonna like you know. Yeah, I'm not gonna shit on moms that choose like the natural way to deliver, mm-hmm. like no drugs. But like epidural, epidural is really. It's literally like it's life changing. It's the best thing I have ever uh-huh. tried in my life. What, what is it? Wait, sorry. You're talking about in terms of pregnancy or you're just talking about the things you have tried in life? Yo, epidural, yung tama mo dito, yung amat sa to. That's the one. Kasi, no, I'm, I'll be curious now. Is it something that you gotta be pregnant to try? Yes! Ah, okay, okay, okay. Okay, sorry. It's basically so, like an anesthesia in your spine. And it's actually, I think this was one of the things that scared me the most about um, delivering. Just because if it, if it goes wrong, you can be like paralyzed for life. Yeah. Oh, okay. And it's still the best. So it, it's one of those things like the high might not be worth the risk, you know? Oh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But, Wait. Yeah. Sorry. Go, go, go on, go on. I have, I have follow up. No, but I mean, after. like, they've been using this, an- this form of anesthesia for years, and it's uh-huh. like the most common form of anesthesia. So it's relatively safe, but there's all, you know, and I'm that person that it's always thinks like, but what if you're that like 0.1%? Because yeah. you never know. Yeah. Whenever I have that, I had, I had two examples in my mind. I like going to the chiropractor, but just like once or twice a year because it's very expensive. Um, uh, there is a tiny percent. Like if that guy, I don't know, is having a bad day or something. I don't know. My God, it's just happening. I could be paralyzed also if I go to the chiropractor, but I yeah. still go. The same thing as like, I can still, I mean, I still drive a car and I still, I still ride cars, even if there's always a chance 
every time you step into a car, there's a chance that you're gonna die or there's a chance you get into a car crash, but you still do it anyway. Wait, but anyway, th- I wanna actually- go back to this. Oh, sorry, go, 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 go. I have a, I have a question about that, the epidural <laughs> thing after. Go, go, go. No, I was just going to say, like, it's actually really funny that you brought up, um, like, being, uh, like, riding a car and being, like, afraid that you might crash. Because when I was pregnant, I started getting, like, road anxiety. Okay. Yeah. Like, being on the road, I would get uh, anxious like, every. Not just seeing. Yeah, the like, road whether. Or... Yeah, yeah, being on the road. Oh, like, whether I'm in, like, like, a passenger. Okay, I don't drive. So yeah, like when I'm riding a car or whatever, like I would get so anxious. Like I couldn't breathe because suddenly I was, when I was pregnant, because I was like afraid that, you know, there's like a life inside me now and I can't Ooh. control it from like outside forces. Yeah. Shit. How do you go to so, the yeah, hospital? Yeah, that made me super anxious. It was super funny. So um, I, like my seventh month, I went into false labor and so I called my baby daddy and I was like, you have to take me to the hospital. Like, you know, like something's not right. Or like, I think I'm uh, like, yeah. like in you, labor your water, or whatever. Your water broke already? No, 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 no. Oh, okay. So okay. I just, I had like pains and yeah. my OB suggested that I went to the NICU, which is like a ICU for um, babies. Uh-huh. So he, start, he was driving to the hospital and he was driving so slow so slow and I just I remember like vividly I looked at him and I was like if I actually am giving birth right now I might give birth in this car (laughs) like why are you driving so slow all of a sudden and it's funny because like after that my dad I think picked me up from school one of those days and then on the way home he was driving so fast and I was like see like I was just telling (laughs) you know my baby daddy like um, if he takes me to the hospital, then like I might give birth in the car because he mm. drives so slow. And then here's my dad that drives so fast. Okay. And I was like, um, well, if he drives me to the hospital, then I might give birth in the car anyway because like I might just get so stressed. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Luckily for me, they were both unavailable when I actually went into labor. Oh, so, who, so who brought you? My tita's driver. Oh, okay. I just, I would, you know, he was in the middle. Okay. <laughs> I got there on time. I would imagine that that's tough though, because it's I don't know if if you're if you're uh if you're if you're driving your baby mama to the hospital, you don't want to drive if you you don't want to drive too fast that it gets dangerous. But you don't want to drive too slow also that it's gonna take so much time. So you're fucked either way. I think that's the I think you just gotta <laughs> accept that you're I think you gotta accept that you're fucked. Um, no, but you know, it's actually funny. There were a lot of like myths about pregnancy. Uh-huh. Not my myths, but like the way that we learn about pregnancy. Like there's so much that we don't know. Like for example, okay, pregnancy is actually 10 months. No, no right? way. Right? No way. Yeah. No, you're yes. telling Wait, who is, what is this source? Are you telling me that generations of knowledge is wrong? Like who, what is this? Is this like a wiki? This can't not- be like a Wikipedia. It's not that it's wrong, but like in general, um, pregnancies go from 36 weeks to 40. So that's nine oh, to 10 months because okay, you, okay. you could give birth anytime between the ninth and 10th. Okay. Month. How long did you, how many weeks did you take? Mine was literally the first day of my ninth month. Okay. Yeah. And so, then, okay, it's nine. And your water, okay. your water doesn't always break. Like, a, I think a bigger majority of the time, they, pop your water bag. What is that what it's called? Yeah, they just pop it manually like when yeah. you're already delivering. Oh, okay. 
so how the hell do you know if it's time? I don't know. All the movies, it's like there's wet, and then that's when we go. That's that's my cue. So you have like contractions, and then for me, I had like oh, back right. pains. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but wait, the contractions were so minor that it's like you might not even realize yes. that you're in labor. Yes. What? At least for me. So you took that epidural. Was it called epidural? Epidural. 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 Like, does that just? So was it not painful? Was the was the birthing birthing process not painful at all? So I was in labor for sixteen hours, I think. <laughs> Wait, that's so, not in pain for sixteen hours. That's not ah for sixteen hours, It's not, what it not like incredible pain for sixteen hours, but I think maybe around the fourteenth hour, they were like, "You've been here like too long. Like we're gonna give you oxytocin. I think it was oxytocin. So they like injected me. I think I think they injected me. Besides, they gave me oxytocin yeah. um, to speed up my contractions. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> to speed up my contractions. And then like maybe a couple, like an hour after they gave me the oxytocin, when it finally when kicked it hit. in. Yeah, that's that's when it was like one hour of like insane pain. But luckily enough, I was um dilated enough that I could that I could go into labor already. Uh-huh. So we like waited for my doctor and then she gave me my epidural and then I went straight to the delivery room. Oh, only it was in the last So hour. I got really lucky. Like yeah, it was in the last the hour. The, oh, okay, okay. And no, I mean like you can choose to get it earlier but my doctor told me na parang um, if you can hold in the pain, like if you can make it the is, then just make it the is because once you get the epidural, it slows down the birthing process. Oh, okay. So I, I like made it the is. No follow-ups. Yeah, until okay. I couldn't. Yeah. I, I think I think you can get like a second dose, but then... Yeah. Yeah, I was really lucky because as soon as I got my epidural, I really like went into labor. And that's why, that's another reason why I don't want to, like I'm not, I don't want to, but I'm not sure if I want to have another kid. Because. It's because it's like, one, so many things could go wrong during yeah. the nine months that you're pregnant. And it's so, it's so hard, like just thinking about it and being anxious, like the whole nine months, because you can't, you really can't control like whatever happens inside you. Mm. Like sometimes things just go wrong, right? Yeah, even if you and, do everything right. Yeah, and then like also the delivery. Like I don't know if that's something that I want to go through again uh-huh. because so many things could go wrong. Yeah. But then, have you ever thought about this? Like your mom, you said your mom, she has nine, the, nine siblings, meaning they're a family of ten, right? Ten siblings. Was it easier back then? Like, these you just had one kid, and we have more technology. We have more like knowledge, deba. Right? And we're supposed to yeah. we supposedly got this whole thing in life. Like supposedly by this generation, we we got a better grasp of life. But how come for some reason, like our my my dad family of six, my mom family of five, not us family of three gang, just like you. Yeah. But how come how come no? Like have you ever thought of, have you ever thought about it? Like why why? Is it harder now, or like were they just oblivious before, and that's what made it easier? I think it was more of like the norm, like societal norm. Fuck, hassle nun. Kait ayaman Fuck, this is what society says. Eh. Sapa. No, but I mean, like, not, not necessarily that. I think like it was easier to have more kids back in the day, oh, like financially oh, yeah. and house and um, living conditions. Yeah. Mm. So. I think maybe it was, and I feel like, uh, 
the older generations, they're a lot more religious. So it's like, um, this is my purpose in life to like birth. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's kind of changed now, no? Like, because that is, that is like a human, I don't know, like, like animals, creatures. That is their main purpose. Like they, you, you're born, you eat, sleep, fuck, make some kids. Then you die. Parang that's like the natural yeah. order of life. But now it's different. It's like you're born, you discover your purpose, you <laughs> do all this highfalutin shit. So yeah, I think I think that's what I think that's what changed. Okay, um, let's play a game. Let's let's end okay. this, let's end this with a game. So it's time to play Faustock. So how this game goes? Okay. Natural question. Answer the first thing that comes to your head. Um, no right or wrong answers. You can give an explanation if you want. Okay. Started off very simple. Actually, not I don't know if it's super simple, but what is your favorite book? Book. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I can't I, I can't pick, but I feel like top of your head. Because yeah, I haven't read it yet, but I feel like it would be my favorite book. <laughs> you know what? That's your answer. Even if I would disagree, that is your answer. How is it your favorite? So what is this book that you haven't read? But the, this cover so... of this book is so fucking good. <laughs> and the artist, uh, the, the author name, the title. Mm. Okay, wait, wait. No, 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 I can answer. I can answer your question. But my hypothetical favorite book uh-huh. is... That you um, haven't read. Yeah, that I haven't read. But I feel like it'll be a great book. It's basically called... <laughs> <laughs> the book... Um. Uh, the book you wish your parents had read and yeah the, the book you wish your parents had read your kids will like thank you later something like that wait okay, let me you know find what? the exact wait thing. you know what that is a good ass title man that's a have you that, read that, it no yeah, yeah i just i know it as good as you do but that's a good title <laughs> the parents you, you the wish your, the book you wish your parents the go. book you wish your parents had read and your children will be glad that you did Oh, okay. I get it because you're in the middle now. You have the parents and then you have, have the kid. The, yeah. Wait, um, follow-up question. Not in the game though. Is there something that, that stands out as a learning? Like, uh, did you have any epiphany or like a, a huge realization in your journey about being a mom which helped you understand your mom more? Was there anything specific that you could comes to the top of your mind? Yeah. I mean, I think because um, you know, I feel like when I was younger, I'd take my mom for granted more. Like some, some, some of my sisters might say I was like an entitled, spoiled brat. Uh-huh. And I think, you know, sometimes that still comes out. But I think I really learned to appreciate my mom more because, and you know, I don't know if, she, I don't know if she'll agree with me, but I hope that it shows. Um, I, and I think that that Shargao trip was very helpful uh-huh. in uh, helping me realize that because um, it's so hard to be a mom and you know there are times when you just want everything to like pause but you can't because like you always have to keep going for your kid yeah. like you know your kid is always like at the top of your head like your your world doesn't stop for anyone but your kid yeah when the Wait, shit! I had a nice realization, right? Ah, no, with the with the mom thing, yeah, cause ever all I know about my mom, I said the person who my mom is, Rose Fausto, is always been a mom. Like the moment I was born, 
she was already a, she was this is her third time being a mom with me so all i ever knew was about her being a mom and now as i as i graduated college as i tried to look for a job and i thought wow shit, this is something my parents had to go through like all this shit and all the problems i'm going through now like they've gone through it and then they had kids and then they started yeah. so like there's a whole nother person that my parents were before I even entered their lives. And that 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 was the one that kind of fucked my mind a little bit. Dude, I think about that all the time. Like, it's so crazy to me how we don't know, like not even just our parents, but like our titos and titas, our grandparents. Like, we don't know who they were before we came into their lives. Yeah, and we're going like, to be them. I yeah. said, no matter, it's going to be, we're going to have different words, but no matter what happens, like, in one way or another, we're gonna be them. Like if I see my dad's batchmates, there's a lot of bald people, the Like I would hear like a or heartab yan on. And then now we're not yet, but slowly, like we're just 25, 26, we're slowly seeing of like, oh, this guy's the one who peaked in high school. Oh, this is the one who like no matter how, no matter what you thought you were in high school and college, that shit's gonna change and you're just gonna end up. We're all just gonna end up like the older generation, and then the same yeah. the younger generation. That's why, like, it's generation. so important, you know, to like stay humble and stay kind. Because Boom. if you were the shit in like high school or college, do you like, think you were the shit in high school? Things change in high school. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I think I was just like doing what made me happy. Mm-hmm. Fucking humble. <laughs> okay, you know what? That was right. You're you're being the no truth because you just said you should always be humble. And then that's just what you correct answer, by the way. Why or, you think I was the shit? <laughs> no, I'm sorry, I'm not gonna say anything. I, I did think though, um planning parties was the shit. I wanted to I wanted to say this. Dude, you were doing the guards work for were you really in Chicago, like were you really planning parties for people? Like like that was really the thing? Like how did word go around? Like people from Manila go to Chargao and go like Danny. Okay, this is the side story of when we saw each other in Chargao. Um People from Manila go to Chargao and then go to you. It's like, Danny, I want to party. Because obviously, in Manila, this was like, when I was there, it was like October, November. So it was still very pandemic-y. Like, no. Vaccines were just new? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was vaccinated now. Vaccines were still a new thing. You were planning parties in Chargao. And that's how I randomly ended up DJing for one of your parties. Like, did you really go there to plan parties? Or did it just happen that, oh, Danny Marcus no, is here okay. in Chargao? So- we can party, motherfuckers. <laughs> we went to your event in Greenhouse, right? Uh-huh. There was like a Halloween party there. Yeah. Um, but my nephew was also there with his friends. And they didn't guest list early enough. So they couldn't get in. Yeah. And so like I asked, I asked like like on a group chat, like who had plans for Halloween? And a big majority of people didn't. So I made like a group chat and I was like, whoever doesn't have plans on Halloween, like let's just make something happen. Yeah. And then um, it ended up, dude, from maybe like 10 to 20 people, we ended up being 70 at a certain point. Sorry, uh-huh. so not pandemic friendly. <laughs> hey, wait, oh yeah. The, honestly though, I was also a little scared. Like, oh, sharing drinks and stuff. And then I got home, gave it a few weeks, got tested. Shit, thank God. That's in the I already got COVID in March 2021. And I didn't want to go through that shit again. And it was one of those, yup, hopefully I'm just going to look back and be like, yeah, I was pretty fucking irresponsible, but gotta do what you also, gotta like, do. Also like in my head, it was more of like, 
it was just something that I wanted to do for my nephew. Like, I wanted him to have a good time. That's a very mom thing of you, huh? the just figuring shit out. Like, oh, there's no and oh, um, the police was just were, were shutting down not all but select institutions and establishments. Like they would just come in and go to party. So yeah. actually, it was butinagang then that you were in that party that I was in, and it got close because that's how I ended up in the one that you. You yeah. hosted, and that was one of my favorite like sets ever. Um, it was a fun night. The, for all the YGs. Yeah, that I was fun. I sprained my ankle, pa. I have never. Oh my gosh! You know, in all the times that I have been drunk, uh-huh. that night was the only night that I ever hurt myself. Like, how did you? How did you sprain your ankle again? I have no idea. I just woke oh, up the next day in my bed with Makes like sense. my bat, like my foot oh. bandaid. Like, oh, yeah, no, they you... brought me to the clinic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember saying bye to you and you were on the floor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, I remember. I'm... Wait, random question. Like, my ankle popped off. It was so bad. Do you want to see a picture? Yeah, I do. Do you want to see a picture? I do, I do. I do. This is the, mo- this is the most okay. disgusting thing I want to see, you know? No, I mean, it didn't Nothing look more. that bad. Has has Luki ever have you ever talked to your son while you were drunk? Yeah. There, Does he know the difference? Yeah. <laughs> I won't go into detail. It might sound irresponsible. <laughs> no, I, my mom doesn't drink. Eh. Like I I know oh. I know like even I guess normally like, I don't think being drunk is a bad thing. My mom's never gonna my mom's never gotten drunk and drove me no money. Eh. Also because she's yeah. never driven me for like the past 20 years. But I don't know what it's like. Like I've always seen my parents as just this person. But if you're drunk, you're kind of a different version of yourself. Eh? Wait, sorry. Go show me well, the picture first. Well, I think with me, cassettes, like, um, I'm either like tipsy or drunk. Or gone. Okay. Yeah. And I don't think Lucas has seen me to the point where I was like gone. Oh, she I'm hasn't still met- a responsible drinker. Yeah, okay. Okay. I respect that. Wait, so, show me the picture. Whoa, wait a minute. Can you see it? It like popped yeah. off, dude. And then so I woke up the next day like this. Um God damn. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, you had, you had a bonus one. You had a bonus in your knee. Oh, that's just a scrape. That's just a wound. Oh, dude, you should see my thighs. Wait, yeah. So these were my knees after. <laughs> Whoa, and then, who did this to you? <laughs> Wait, that's not even you. the worst. Look at this one. It was like girls. Girl, I don't know. Is it girls' legs? Because I don't know. We go through the same things in life, no? Like I, it's not normal for guys to show their their legs. But then, like I don't know, being in a team with dancers, normally like girls would always show like grab yung bugos and stuff. But yeah. I don't know. We do the same moves. How come? What is it with women's legs? Well, I think like when it's closer to your period, you bruise easily. Oh shit. I don't know if this was like near my period. I don't remember anymore. But then yeah. that was like the most banged up I've ever gotten. Like ever. Yeah. Like I don't usually have bruises. Yeah. Like if I do, they they're like small ones. But this yeah. one was like it was insane. Okay, yeah. Like, it's a bruise, it's just a bruise banner. Yeah. Hi, next question. That was just our first question. That was the first one for the game. Um wait, sorry. So your favorite book that you have what you had another oh, yeah. book though that you so, actually read. Um I mean I wouldn't say it's my favorite. It's just um one of the more recent ones that I've read. Uh-huh. So first I'm just gonna say like 
Colleen Hoover. I think that's how you pronounce her name. She has really good books if you're into novels. But what I was going to talk about is the modern breakup. So it's basically, yeah, it's, I mean, I think you might like this. (laughs) Yeah, give me this shit, man. I want to read this. Yeah, it's an easy read and it's not really about, um, like, it's not a self-help book book or anything. I think it's pretty much a novel, but it uses, like, real life um, experiences or situations. And um, it's a good take into modern dating. Like, how Mm. um, most of the time, like, we shut people off so easily before like we even get to know them like for example like pretend like you asked me out on a date and I'm like um you know but like pretend uh, I'll be like oh but he's a dancer I'm not really like into dancers so Uh, I'll like um, like immediately like shut you out because without even giving yeah without even giving you like the chance to show me like why I should give you a chance right so I think it was beyond being a dancer yeah, so I think it's like a really interesting read. Okay, okay, I do. I'm gonna, I'm gonna check the book out. Okay, I'll send um, it to you. Thank you, thank you. Favorite, but not so favorite. Doesn't have to be your favorite. This next one, movie that you've watched, naman, please, ha. Hindi ng forget. Gago ganda na title nito, ah. It's probably my favorite movie. Favorite movie, I think, um, maybe Love Rosie. Ooh, okay. I see that the, you are really into this. Okay. Love Rose, is that the one with Lily Collins? You know, is that the one with Lily Collins? Wait, I think it's either Lily Collins or Anne Hathaway. Um, no, it can't be Anne. Is this the one where it's like a best friend? No, I, with I the, think it's Lily Collins. Yeah, yeah, it's Lily guy, Collins. With the guapo guy who was in the wheelchair in the other movie. With the nice yeah, 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 yeah. That guy, that guy. Okay, yeah. there you go. Um, Here we go. Mom questions time. Favorite children's song? Children's Shark? song. No, it's, it's definitely not. Oh, um, it's the one that goes like one, two, three, four, five. Once I caught a fish alive. No, what's that? What's the name of the song? I don't know. I don't know if it has a name, but just I won't you... sing it for you because I'm kind of tone deaf. Um, favorite thing about being a mom. Favorite thing, I think it's being able to watch someone grow up and be with them like every step of the way. Yes. Like literally forming a person, which you know, favorite but hardest part. But like you really have to like form them like from their values, yeah. the like their habits. You like, kind of have literally to, their whole life depends on you. You kind of have to in yeah. a way. This is the worst way of saying it, but you kind of have to manipulate them into becoming a like. I'm seeing now. Oh shit! This is why my standards are like this. Or like my 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 parents would make us. Um, sorry, they would make us. They would have us. Um, perform for them at night. Like. Um, whatever poems we learned at school, songs, dances, going on, and I think that's why the three, my brothers and I were all like performer, confident in speaking, going on. It's like my mom planted the seeds for that type of shit. Do you ever get worried though that, as like since you are forming this child, as much as you can make him a great person, you can easily also really fuck it up. Like you can yeah! destroy your life. Dude, that's my like worst fear. Like I really don't want to fuck up my kid, dude. God. Like. And it's so it's so hard, like you know, like I think, like at the age of two, I was like trying to teach him like um, consent, oh. which is really hard. Yeah. yeah, no, because I mean, he grew up um, around like a lot of girls, and like he's a mama's boy, mm-hmm. and so you know, like I'm very malambing as a person, and he's also very malambing. That um, I think, like at a certain point like I had to start like enforcing like if I wanted to kiss him I had to ask for his permission like I had to wait for him to say yes so that went on for a little while I feel like I have to restart that 
okay. um, because I think at the age that I introduced it to him, Two. he wasn't like yeah he couldn't like comprehend it. But yeah, I mean it's hard to be a parent. Like you could yeah. really fuck up your kids. Yeah. Oh my god. How and how many times have I blamed my kid? And then if I think of having a kid, that motherfucker can easily blame me for everything too. Man. Uh, wait, sorry, random though. What was the first? Do you remember his first word? It was, I mean, like at when they're younger, they just like mumble shit. Uh-huh. So it was shit, yeah, yeah. Shit. He was saying that. He mumble used to shit. say, he used to say <laughs> shit. But no, like his first word was um yeah, yeah. Ooh. But he didn't. He didn't have a yeah, yeah at the time, so I wasn't really oh. like offended. Oh, yeah. it's more of like a yeah, yeah. Not really, yeah, yeah. It was like a, just like a sound that he knew. Mm, like, yeah, okay, yeah, okay. yeah. All right, all right, all right, all right. Okay, it gets good. Um, I don't know if you've answered this now with what we talked about, but what's the most challenging thing about being a mom? The most, yeah, I think it's the connects challenge. with the last question. Like, yes. you could easily fuck up. Well, I mean, like, there's a lot. Yeah. You, but I think that has to be like number one. You know, because because it's not it's not really just about you. It's about someone else's life. Okay. Okay, how about like okay, number two then? Like, what's like the next one? Like, like that's like the obviously parang because it's, it's dealing with another person's life. That's the most challenging thing. But like, is there another one? I think the hardest is balance. Mm. So like being able to fulfill all of your needs as a person while still being able to take care of your kids' needs. Yeah. I always go back to the airplane analogy of like when the oxygen masks fall, you have to put the mask on your face first before you put it on your kids. Yeah. I used to think it was selfish. And I think, like, me first. But yeah, 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 me too. But you have to do it. Like, if you can't breathe, how the hell are you going to help me breathe? Yeah. And I think that, you know, like, it's something that, like, a lot of people don't understand. Like, um, to be a good parent, you have to be in the best frame of mind for yourself also. You know, like, yes. if you need a break, fucking take that yeah. break. Like, you people, okay. Yeah, yeah. And like, okay, um, I went to Shergao and I wouldn't say that my family understood why I needed to do it, but uh-huh. they were accepting of it. You know, yeah. like they, they, I wouldn't say they supported the idea, but they accepted it. And, you know, some of my friends told me like, um, they, like people would ask them like, why was Danny in Shergao for so long? Like, doesn't she have a kid? Have a kid. Uh-huh. Yeah. And for me, it's like, I've been at home with my kid for like two whole fucking years like can I not take a break like yeah. you know I'm a single working mom mm-hmm. I was also like a full-time mom and at the time I was also a teacher so like sometimes you just need to take a break like who cares what everyone else thinks like you have to do what you what helps you feel better yeah and in the end that's what that's how <laughs> you in your book in your ways that's how you are being a good mom because if you because you can resent you take it, care right? of yourself. Yeah. I feel that with my... Sorry again. Uh, this is... I, I, I would just compare it with my dog. I feel that like there are times like I need to take a break and not see this <laughs> motherfucker for just a day, man. Just, what kind of dog do you have? It's a beagle. So it's the very... It's a very, very rowdy. It's a girl. Her name's okay. Jess. We always almost have the same birthday. She's December 6th and December 7th. Me um, and Lukey. Are December I'm 6th and May- 7th? No. That would be <laughs> yes, really wild. Yes, we are. We are. You have the same experiences. No. I'm May 16. He's May 18. Oh. So we're two Tauruses. Very stubborn. Shit, I was about to say, did you plan it? I pro- You probably didn't plan for his birthday to be <laughs> No, yeah. I didn't. Yeah. Anyway. No, and like, yeah, but yeah. Wait, I was going to say something. Um, Go. 
what were we what were you oh so you were saying like your dog always barks right yeah i think that is one thing that i really learned to appreciate like as a mom like Uh quiet time because when you have a kid around oh my god there is no (laughs) quiet time like it's either they're like watching something or they're talking to you or like they like kids need a lot of attention like you know they want someone to play with and so um what i learned to appreciate during this pandemic was really like my quiet time and i think that's why like i'm kind of nocturnal because it's the only time in the day where that i really have to myself okay this one kids have it easier today because blank as in lukey's age yeah i suck at this game i'm so sorry uh kids have it easier i honestly i wouldn't say that they do like, I think growing up as a pandemic baby is really hard because you don't get social interaction, you don't get proper education, um, which are two very critical things uh-huh. in, you know, growing up. But I think that um, with all that said, what's good about this pandemic is that they get a lot of time with their parents. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh. I think this, I, I, I don't worry too much about how the generation is going to turn out. Like, they're gonna find their figure out their own shit the same way we did. Like it's always gonna be different. Yeah. Right? Like, I'm sure. I our mean, parents... we're all yeah. yeah. No, yeah, say? we're all like um uh, handed like different circumstances, but we find a way to make it work. Young, that's exactly. Right. Um, next question: proudest mom moment. Proudest mom moment. I think it was when he got better at football because he likes. I mean, like, he's always kind of, like, been into football. I don't know if he's, he was into it or I kind of, like, ingrained it in him. But then, you know, like, when he started kicking the ball, <laughs> when he started kicking the ball without, like, touching the ball, I was like, Wait, wait, wait. Oh. wait a minute. How do you kick a ball without touching it? <laughs> Think about that question. Oh, with your Why hand. would you end <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. My bad. <laughs> My bad. Got you there. Oh, you know, no, no, wait. Apart, apart from like, I think like proudest mom moment are two things. Basically, when he can, when he learns to do things on his own and he's like actually excited and happy to do it. And emotionally, when he's, um, what's that term? When you're like intuitive to other people's emotions. Oh, empathetic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Empathetic. Okay. So it's basically them being good people. That's that's the one where you it goes back to like because that means you are doing a good job. Am I? <laughs> Let's see in like 10 years. <laughs> I, th- I think I mean the the fact you're having those moments, I think I think that's take the win, take the dub. Yeah, um, thank you. Scariest mom moment. When Lucas gets fevers. Oh. Especially during the pandemic. He's never had COVID the man. No. Okay. But like there was like this one time during the pandemic, he got like a really, really high fever. And he was like super matamlay. And that's like unlike him. Like usually when he's sick, like he still can play or like yeah. eat. But like that time he was really like matamlay, like just in bed. So so, what so was that was it? scary. I think it was just like a flu. Shit. That my kids always have those stuff. Like my my brother had typhoid. My other brother had like a like a weird thing with this intestine. I had asthma, and I feel like it's a. The parents have to go through that of like, holy shit, is my kid gonna die? Moments, and then it just goes away. 
Like I've heard it so many yeah. times. Or I only hear it from the kids who actually survived to tell the story. No, but I have a friend um, recently and she got COVID. And so after like a few days of like isolating, she and her kid got tested and her kid ended up being negative. Okay. But later that, and you know, he wasn't showing symptoms. And this was already like after she had shown her symptoms. After that, uh, later that day, he randomly had a seizure. Yeah, and so she was like panicking. You know, like if she, she could have easily like fucked it up and like, that's it. Like her kid could have not lived to see yeah. another day. But she, you know, she got lucky. God was watching after her. So how so, do you- how do you how what did what do you do in a seizure like how do you play it right how do you... uh well so what she did was because she recalled um watching or reading like isabel daza's blog boom isabel daza saves life yeah so um she started like splashing her kid's face with water until he woke up and after that they went straight to the er damn i have a i have the random thought though when you said god was watching Man, I do agree God was watching, but I'd have to disagree when it comes to like, so if a kid has a seizure and doesn't make it, that means God stopped watching him? Okay. Okay. My my mistake for wording that it's, wrong. It's the yeah. So not that I, mean, okay. your... I think the I the way that I see life is really like if it's your time, it's your time. Oh, okay. We just don't understand why it's their time. Yeah. But I think, you know, like every Every time something happens, like there's always a reason. Like God had a plan. Oh, okay, yeah. When I look at I in that same topic, I say, I look at the analogy of like a basketball game. So Ateneo versus Sasal, one win, one one team wins, one team loses, obviously. But I'm pretty sure people believe in God in both sides. Like just because we made the shot and we won, what does that mean? We're God's favorites. Anyway, no need to get into that, right? Is there anything <laughs> you wanted to say with that? I can just I'll go. I'll go oh, I was just gonna that. say like maybe. Maybe one team is more religious than the other. No, I'm just kidding. I'm not gonna bring like <laughs> God into fucking sports. Yeah, but yeah. Oh, I don't know. Maybe I think it has to do with skills. Yeah, yeah. as okay. as Filipinos, right? Because like religion is such a big thing in our country. Yeah. I wouldn't say I'm the most religious person. Did, did you become but, more religious? Like, I think it's sorry, less. Sorry. <laughs> when you became a mom? Yeah, I mean, uh. Yeah, I mean, I I stopped going to church when I became a mom, but not because um I stopped believing in God. Like I still believe in God. I just believe that wherever because you know how they always say like God is always listening. Yeah. So I feel like for me, I kind of didn't really see the point of going to church because when I was there, I was always distracted. Like I was in my head. So I felt like it meant more the times that I chose to talk to God, the chose mm. the times that I chose to give to God rather than me being physically in church but not there. Yeah. 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 So like, you know, I, I still believe that it's really important to have faith and to believe in a higher being, to believe in God. I think that it keeps you grounded. And sane. But, yeah, exactly. But yeah. Okay. Last few. Promise, last few. Um, one thing you want to do before worry, you're 30. Dude. One thing I want to do before I'm 30. Become a millionaire. Okay. Um, current LSS. 
cold heart. Until now, or just not just recently. Yeah, just recently. Like I stopped for a while, <clears throat> but I you got back on your on your shit. On your yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, a song you'd recommend me to listen to. I I like mm. to ask my guests this. Just I I like I always like discovering new I songs only, people I meet. I only listen to like sad songs. I don't know if you're gonna vibe with any of my music. No, no, it's okay. It doesn't doesn't don't make it a song that you think I'm gonna like. Like just okay. what's a song that you would recommend? Like, oh, this is a good song. This is art. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, I love uh Taylor Swift's All Too Well, the 10-minute version. You know what? I have not because you guessed that I am going to listen to this. You have not oh, listened to it? Mm-hmm. Okay, you know what? At first, I didn't like it. I mean, not that I didn't like it, but I just didn't get it. I didn't get the appeal. But like, the more I kept listening to it, the more okay. I was like, damn, it's a work for it. Okay. Well, I, I, I do not disagree in any way that Taylor Swift is a generational talent and she's the one, one of the best musicians in, the, in our time. But look at she's a lyrical mastermind. Oh, is she? Okay, okay, finally. I mean, like, okay, I think like her and John Mayer, they're pretty up there. Oh yeah, like the I they're very poetic. One. Yeah, and the way that they really make you feel through their songs and like mm. relate, I think that's a talent. Okay, I, I get it. Because it's a ten-minute version, though. Yeah, this is it was the pinaka hype track. Eh? The all too well. It's the one that people. It's the one with the music video. Was it Jake Gyllenhaal? Was it? Was it? Was it Jake Gyllenhaal? Was he the one who got fucked over? I'm not good with actors' ah, names. Okay. Stuff um, like that. But with the like, ten, I know like, their faces. The only time I listen to it, the only the only ten minute song actually. Do you know the song Operator? By yeah. Actually, there's a because yeah. that that's my shit. Like the the DJ Cozy edit. There's a yeah. ten minute version, and that's my like that's my cleanup song. Like when I'm when I'm with my friends and we're gonna. Like usually when I go to my friend's house, we we stay in the balcony and then we're gonna transfer to like the 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 room with the movie and stuff. So you have to clean up all your stuff, then you have to transfer. So I play operator. So it takes you ten song. minutes. So, yeah. Cause you think that ten minutes isn't long, but God, it's so long, guy. So this is gonna be it long, is. ten minutes. All too well. Okay. Um No. You have to like learn to appreciate the song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I it was my job then a man. Like I I used to work in the You like Taylor Swift. Um, I'd say I like her as much as I like BTS. It's like, oh, they're good artists, but I don't, they're not in my rotation. Like, they're not in yeah. my, I never have a, a Taylor Swift mood. I'm never like, yo, it's okay. time for some. It's like, I, I have a, I'm on an Adele mood right now. Like, okay. but I don't always listen to her. But there's some moods, it's like, damn, just give me yeah, some, yeah. Make, make you feel my love. All right. I wouldn't um, say like Taylor Swift is my favorite artist either, but she's great. Who, who's your favorite artist? You my know? favorite artist. I can give you my favorite song. Okay, it is. It's um, Passenger Seat by Stephen Speaks. Oh, really? Is it the, the something about like a parking lot and the, the Three Paradise? Is that the one? No. It's a three Paradise. No. No, that's the one. No, that's the one. What you got what till, you it's, got gone. till it's gone. Yeah. A tree no, paradise full of a parking. That's the song, right? Is that no? Isn't that um big yellow taxi? Ah, shit! Yeah. Passenger seat is, is um. I look at her and have to smile, smile. as we go driving. There, so okay, okay, loud. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, those are that. Yeah, I mix up those two songs for some reason. I think they were like. Okay, the wait, 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 no. See, my favorite, my favorite song has to be. 
See, I'm really bad with like titles, but it's Dua Lipa, Homesick. Yo, I've not heard this one. I am a Dua fan. I don't know Homesick. You don't know Homesick? My favorite Dua song right now would have to be Pretty Please. You know that one? I haven't. I, no, I don't know that one. Now it's my. Okay, favorite. so we both have a side. There you go. So we yeah. both have a side. Pretty yeah. Please, Dua Lipa. Um, but but if I give you a song, I, I do want to give you a song to listen to. Ooh, but I don't know if you've heard this. Rosie. Do you know Rosie by John Mayer? There. Okay, go. Boom. Those are my. Those, that's my homework for you then. Rosie okay. and Pretty Please. You have to message this to me because I'm not okay. going to remember yeah, it. Yeah, sure, sure. Okay. Speaking <coughs> of messages, the final question. We have reached the final question of the Faust Talk. What is your... Um, I know a while ago we, we kind of brought this up. Um, if you could, like, your your 20-year-old self, like, if there could be something new that she... she something new that she knew or something added that she knew. But let's say you are in the world of the Avengers. For some reason, you traveled back in time and you got to talk to your 20-year-old self. Do you have a message for 20-year-old Danny? Um, I think it would be to be smarter with your time, energy, and money. Okay. No, and to always... Um, like put yourself first like you know yeah just take care of yourself and the rest will follow i sorry one last follow-up what would be your message let's just put this in the in the sphere of the internet hopefully it lives forever your message to 20 year old luki luki i hope that you are a good man a gentleman and I hope that you always, you never forget to listen to your own voice, but to always do the right thing. Amen. Thanks, Mama. Thanks, Danny. That was a, that's a great, this is probably one of the longest conversations I've had on the podcast. Thank you so much. I learned. I'm so sorry. I talked so much. That's the point, guys. That's the point. You're gonna, it's gonna suck if you go in the podcast. You don't talk much. That's not why it's. So anyway, thank you. Thank you very much. Um, thank you so much for having me. I hope to meet your kid, man, one day. It's been five. He's almost five, though. He's almost five. When the pandemic's over, maybe. Thank you. Something me, can happen. But yeah, thank you so much for making my first podcast like very fun. 